You're about to enter Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, please search for us on iTunes. Uh, look at Nowhere, California, all one word. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash Nowhere, California. Please hit like. And as always, we are very hungry for your feedback. So if you have any requests or anything like that, please send your love, your hate, or your apathy to Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Welcome to Nowhere, California presents our conversation with Elliot Devini. Hey, it's Josh, and we're back to another Nowhere California Presents. Uh, I get to talk to another great filmmaker, and hopefully you guys have been enjoying these because I've been having a blast doing these. Anyways, today we're going to be talking to Elliot Devini. He is the director and co-writer of American Rescue Squad. It is a, I guess best way to put it is a political and superhero satire in the vein of uh, South Park and uh, a lot of other things. But you know what? As I always do, I keep these intro short because the conversation's a lot better than my intros so here you go okay we are joined right now by elliot davini how are you doing today man i'm doing very well how about yourself uh pretty good had an early shift at work and now i'm doing what i really love to do is uh talking to great filmmakers oh well we love talking to you i imagine oh awesome thank you for everyone thank you um i guess the best way to start would be uh how did you begin your path into filmmaking uh, I started doing it as a kid. Uh, we had a home video camera in our family, and we would just film home videos, and I would always enjoy watching them and seeing myself on TV, and then eventually we started filming little skits, and then those became short films, and then eventually music videos, and finally we arrived on feature film. So it's kind of been a 20-year journey. That, that's uh, an amazing journey so far. Um, what made you decide to write and direct your own uh, projects? Um, it mainly came out of necessity to do it. Um, when we started doing it as kids, there, there was nobody really around to help us except parents, you know, like my dad would hold the camera when we were filming things, but it became about like in Minneapolis, if you have an idea for a movie, your best bet is to just do it yourself. And so I figured I should learn how to direct and um, just started doing it to see if I could, because that's kind of the dream job. Um, and I uh, sort of fell in love with it, so now I'm trying to do it even more. Were there any uh, filmmakers that you looked up to earlier in your career or when you were a kid making films? Yeah, uh, when I was a kid, it was all about uh, Spielberg and Lucas and James Cameron, and actually the first director I ever followed was John Hughes, because Ferris Bueller's Day Off was sort of my movie growing up, and then luckily uh, I started like really getting into it in the mid-90s when IMDb came about when you could, you know, look up filmmakers and see what else they had done. Um, and then all sorts of stuff started from there. Then it was Simpsons and Seinfeld and South Park. And this movie in particular is dedicated to Trey and Matt from South Park. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I noticed the, the dedication to Trey and Matt at the beginning. Um, have you crossed paths with them or anything, or is it just kind of just a general thanks for South Park? I mean, yeah, it, was, it was mainly just a, the whole movie is sort of an homage to their style and everything they've done in the past. We uh, we got it to one of their producers through, uh, through our distributor. You know, it was like a friend of a friend of a friend. So uh, it's, it's in their hands. I don't know if they've watched it yet, but uh, I'm thinking they would enjoy it. So we're just sort of waiting to hear back. I would definitely agree with that after watching it. It it did have that uh, South Park edge to it. Yeah, and we, we, so that was sort of a... My thought was if we put that at the beginning, people would uh, 
be willing to laugh a little bit more and have that kind of expectation going in. You know, if we just, if, right off the bat, we say that it's going to be like South Park, then hopefully nobody takes it seriously. Oh, exactly. Um, as the director and writer, what are some of the key traits you look for in your casts and crew? Um, I mean, the main thing is just finding people that you like to work with. Because um, you're on set all day, every day, surrounded by people. So it's finding, I mean, luckily we, in Minneapolis, the community there is really small. And so sort of these groups of people get together. And this was just one of many films that we did with a group called Restraining Hollywood. Um, and people sort of change roles and different people direct. And so it was really nice that we had a cohesive crew going into this. Um, and it's the same sort of thing for actors. Like in this, we needed people that could sort of roll with the punches and handle all the stuff we were throwing at them and be able to deliver ridiculous dialogue without looking too silly. Definitely. And uh, as we were talking about, some of the inspiration for American Rescue Squad was South Park. What was the ultimate, like, uh, what was the key thing that sparked the story for American Rescue Squad? What What was the development? Um, I think it, it started off as a series of emails between my brother Adam and me. He lives in Chicago, and I was in Minneapolis at the time. We're both big South Park fans, and we just started emailing gags about politics. There's so many jokes in politics to be made, you know, so we just started throwing back ideas for different superheroes and different musical numbers and uh, by the time we were done we realized we had enough for a whole script so we got together one weekend uh, in 2011 and just put everything together that's awesome um, like I said we you said like uh, Troy and Matt from South Park were kind of an inspiration towards the script were, was there anything else that kind of inspired you in the different directions this uh, story took yeah, um, I mean, there are a lot of different aspects to it. There's there's animation in it, which, you know, we sort of took from, from Waking Life and from early Monty Python stuff. There are uh, Kung Fu moments where we were inspired by Jackie Chan movies and Bruce Lee. Um, you know, musicals, we looked at um, kind of old-fashioned musicals like d and so there were a ton of different inspiration. Um, but another big part of it was taking the South Park uh, humor and sort of combining it with a George Carlin-esque uh, outspoken attitude um, that we thought the movie kind of needed in addition. Yeah, I did notice some uh, Carlin to it. Uh, Nowhere California were definitely uh, big uh, Carlin uh, fan supporters. Were Carlin's our god. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, when you were younger, were you a big fan of the comic books? Uh, I mean, comic book uh, movies, uh, superheroes, and everything like that? I always liked um, superhero movies and TV shows. I mean, I guess the big one for me was the X-Men cartoon growing up. Um, I, I never really had the patience for reading comics because even at that time, they were all being made into movies. So if you just waited long enough, you know, you could see your, your favorite comic book character on the big screen. And, uh, you know, that was when, uh, like, Tim Burton's Batman was coming out when I was a kid. So already it was already uh, all over the movies. Definitely. Um, and we also talked a little bit about the political edge to this movie. What led you to uh, put so much of a political slant on this movie? Uh, there are a couple reasons. Uh, one was just knowing that 
people would be offended and would talk about the movie, and that gets us a big marketing push. You know, it's sort of the old adage that there's no such thing as bad publicity. And as an independent film, you're doing everything you can to try and get people to hear about your movie or go see it or buy the DVD. And if you can get people mad at you, they'll be talking about your movie, and then other people will want to get so. Part of that, it was a marketing decision. Um, and the other thing is that it's an independent film, so we didn't have to get it approved by anybody. You know, we just wrote the script and started making it. So that's like a, that's kind of a, something you can only do on a really small budget film. You know, it's like the one advantage you have. Definitely. Um, like you said, with it being an independent movie and everything, uh, how long did it take to... Uh, film the movie in uh, post-production? Uh, we filmed it in, I think, a, a, a month. It, it, it came together really quickly. And uh, I found from previous experience that um, musical numbers are easy to film because you don't really have to work with sound. So you can film a musical number quicker than you could do a dialogue scene of the same length. So because of all the musical stuff, we got to... I think streamlined production a little bit. Um, and then we sort of raced through post-production because we were, at the time, hoping to have it out uh, right before the 2012 presidential election. And we had it out, you know, just a couple weeks before. i got to have it at the right time to get it while the fire's hot. Yes, exactly. Um, and then, like, the, you know, the election was over and we thought that our chances were done of getting any sort of exposure. And now it's, three years later and all the political issues are still being argued about so it's like the movie is still relevant yeah just basically as soon as like elections start rolling around it's time to spread around the film again right yeah so we're going to get another big push I think probably starting this summer um, so it's, it's taking quite a while to get to this point but that's really the most important lesson of being a filmmaker I think is being patient definitely patience is a key when it comes to filmmaking uh, how was it working yeah. with the cast and crew on this project? We had about 200 people all together. Um, the majority were uh, uh, extras and background people because we had these big uh, rally scenes, um, you know, full of political patrons. Um, mm -hmm. I think typically, like, our crew was probably about 10 people. And uh, the nice thing was it was a big ensemble cast. Um, and nobody had to work really more than uh, three or four days as an actor. And so it was kind of a smaller commitment for them to make, which is always nice for an actor. Definitely on that. Uh, the During the filming, would you consider your guys' uh, filmmaking process uh, like guerrilla-style filmmaking, or was it more cohesive, more like uh, plan, plotted out and planned? Um, I found that it's like you, you can't really plan a film. It's so chaotic, you know, you get on set and everything has changed no matter how much planning you've done. Um, and uh, uh, Brandon Van Vliet, the producer, and I were both inspired a lot by uh, Jackass, where they're constantly, like, playing jokes with each other on set. And so I would definitely call our style guerrilla style. You know, we, we played pranks on the cast and crew and on one another, and we're always joking around because it's like, if you're not having fun, then what's the point? Oh, exactly. That's the way to look at a lot of things in life. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, it's like I've been on some other films that, that were not very 
fun to be on. So it's like if people are eating there, volunteering their time, working for free or next to nothing, it's like we want to, A, use their time efficiently and B, get the movie out on time so they can use it for their reels and whatnot. But C, most importantly, that they have fun and that we, you know, show them a good time. Exactly. Uh, what are your hopes for the movie in the upcoming months? Uh, just uh, just that a ton of people see it. Um, it. It's kind of a building block, you know, in my career, or a stepping stone, so to speak. So it's like I'm trying to position future projects but sort of need this one to land and grow some legs before I can do that. So uh, I just hope that it's, uh, as many people see it as possible and that they all have a very uh, strong reaction to it one way or the other and uh, start talking about it. That's awesome, man. Um, before we go, thank you, Elliot, for coming on the show. And it, where can we find you online? And do you have any other projects coming up that you would want us to know about? Uh, yeah, so at the end of American Rescue Squad, we teased the next movie in the series uh, called The Cannabis Chronicles, which I'm actually sitting down to start writing today. Um, but uh, sort of since this movie uh, is, has been done, I've been learning a lot about uh, financing and what sort of movie studios look for. So I'm just trying to write as many different scripts as possible in the hopes of selling one. So uh, Animus Chronicles is one you can look forward to for sure. And then uh, hopefully many more beyond that. But yeah, otherwise I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, uh, I'm at pictures.com and I also run the American Rescue Squad site uh, com. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It was great talking to you. Thank you.